אכן מי כאשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדרנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר. קדושים אשר בארץ המה ובכלל רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נם נחן ומקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגה. נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. זה בעזרת השם. We have a well in the desert. Bring it to the town. Bring it to the city. So Rabbi Yoshua brought a bran and he threw it to them. אמר לו, הוא יסט אדם, איף שללי חב לדפרה, ואיילה. Twist ropes out of this brand that I brought. ואיילה, and I'll bring this, uh, this well that you're talking about. Make ropes out of this brand that I'm bringing to you guys, and then I'll bring the well. אמר לו, they said to him, ומי איקה דמיף של חב למפרה? Is there anyone who can twist ropes out of brand? אמר לו, and he said back to them, ומי איקה דמייטי ברה מדברה למטה? Is it possible for anyone to bring a well from the desert to the town? So just as I'm asking you something impossible, why are you asking me something impossible? Rashi says, He was asking them to make a, a rope out of this brand. If you don't do my request, then I won't do your request. Okay. This is directly from the manuscripts of Rabenu in this lesson. Charity is the aspect of Of, or represents the aspects of what we call Galgalim, which are these celestial bands and wheels, celestial spheres in a sense, these sort of Malachim. Or it seems more like a Galgalim, it seems more like um, the celestial order, like Mazalot in a sense. This is brought down in the Gemara Shabbat, Because of this thing, Biglal, because of this thing, Biglal, Galgal, who is in the Biglal is obviously a play on the words Galgalim. Galgal, who is in the world. The Galgal, this celestial fear, who is in the world. Who is in the world. This is like, this wheel of fortune is what turns around in the world. It turns around in the world. Ujize yesh ba'ashesh brachot ve'achat eschei brachot. And because of this wheel of fortune, this galgal, this celestial sphere, there is what we call six brachot and eleven brachot. What does that mean? One who gives a, a coin to a poor person is blessed with six blessings. But one who consoles the poor person with words is blessed with eleven blessings. So we see here this idea of six and eleven. This corresponds to the seven planets and to the twelve constellations. Because for Tzlaka, what does Tzlaka do? Tzlaka, it leads, it, it guides all the celestial bands. If we know that it explains in Mishlet, Derech HaNeshar BaShamayim, this is the way of the, the, way of the eagles in the Shamayim. What did that mean? Neshar da Rachamim. It's in the Zohar, Parashat Yitro. Neshar, ego is a reference to Rachamim, mercy. Hanut Staka. And what it's in the Gemara Baba Batra and also in the Zohar, Parashat Naso. That Rachamim is a reference to Staka. Mercy is a reference to Staka.
So we see this idea that basically just like Hashem, out of his rachamim, gives koach to the malachim, or the, the angels, or the galgalim, the celestial spheres, to bring down shefa, etc., to do all this, this guiding that it does. So too, we have to get tzedaka, um, because Hashem's chesed is, is tzedaka, in a sense. So we must too give tzedaka, and racham, we must give, too give tzedaka to replicate that chesed of Hashem. The pathways of heaven are clear to me as if they are the pathways of the Nahada, the city that Shmuel lived in. He grew up in, um, I believe, that um, he knew the pathways of the heavens. What's the pathways of the heaven that we just saw? Meaning, what are these pathways? These are the pathways of illuminated knowledge. This is the aspect of tztaka and rachamim mercy. And what does this have to do with illuminated knowledge? Because Rabbeinu explains, um, as we also know in Likut Moran, in many different places, uh, Lesson 56, 105, 119, that the essence of rachamim is done is, is through da'at. The main rachamim is through that, is by means of that. So, here we see tzedakahs like the Galgalim. So now it's going to be necessary to explain what's missing from the blessings. Meaning what? For there should have been seven brachot, and twelve brachot. Meaning why? If Rabbeinu is going to compare this idea of the seven planets and the twelve constellations to these six, uh, to these blessings that one receives through the tzedakah, then why aren't they the numbers equal? Why did it say that there's six blessings and eleven rather than seven blessings and twelve blessings? So we see that there's two blessings missing. According to the Gemara, but according to the Gemara, between the giver and the consoler, there are only seventeen blessings. So what provides the missing two brachot? Now Rabbeinu is going to explain. Da, no. So we see here we have this question. See how Rabbeinu explains where the two missing brachot are. That the essential completion of the celestial spheres, which we explained is the aspect of tzedakah, so basically the completion of tzedakah, perfect tzedakah, is only on Shabbat. The sun on Shabbat is like charity for the poor. Meaning Tzaka doesn't have complete light except by means of Shabbat. When Tzaka reaches Shabbat, then the Shabbat completes its Tzaka and then the light of the Tzaka is complete. And through Shabbat, the Tzaka illuminates like the sun. If not Shemet Tzaka, as we just saw in Malachi, Shemet Tzaka, or we see in Malachi, Shemet Tzaka, the son of charity. And this is why the Tana, the author of this Mishnah, I believe, um, the author of this Mishnah, um, juxtaposes this concept, which we're about to see. We're going to see the laws of carrying on Shabbat. Yetziyot Shabbat, the laws of carrying on Shabbat. Shetayim she'en There are two, but really there are four. Usmich le'pashat ani, and immediately after, he juxtaposes to this concept of the laws of carrying on Shabbat. This idea of pashat ani, the pauper put out his hand, or the poor person outstretches his hand. See this in the Mishnah. Kikarat notatudo ratzakav shlemuta. 
Why? Because Avenu just taught us that the essential shining of the light of Tzedakah and its perfection of this Tzedakah is only on Shabbat. Because the essential importance of Tzedakah is faith. Now Rabbeinu is going to prove why the perfection of Tzedakah is on Shabbat. Because Tzedakah, the, the importance of Tzedakah is faith. How? And he, belie- and he believed in Hashem. I believe that's the end of the verse. And he counted it as charity. This idea that believing in Hashem is considered tzaka in a sense. Shabbat is also faith. If we see that tzaka is faith, what about Shabbat? Shabbat is also faith. Because what is the Shabbat? Shabbat is basically the testimony. One who keeps Shabbat is the testimony that you believe that Hashem is renewing the world and it's constant. Um, you believe in Hashem's oneness and that He renews the world. So we see that Emunah Shabbat and Tzedakah is Emunah. The idea that Tzedakah is perfect only through Shabbat. Emunah is the source of all blessing. Many are his blessings. It says about in Bereshit, Hashem blessed the seventh day. We see that Shabbat also is blessing. And Emunah is also blessing. The same idea. There's no perfection to the blessings except when they receive from the source of all blessings. This is why it says about the tzedakah that one gives that there's six blessings and eleven. To teach us that they are not perfect. They don't perfectly correspond to the galgalim except by means of Shabbat. This is what it says in the David came and founded the Torah on 11 principles. Yeshaya came and founded the Torah on 6 principles. Chavakuk came and he did it on 1. And he said, this is Emunah. Tzadik he said, Chavakuk, he said, Tzadik lives by his faith, or this concept of Emunah. The entire Torah is founded upon the aspect of Emunah. To teach us that there is no perfection to that knowledge. Shehua Torah, which is the Torah. As we know this, the Torah is that. There is no perfection to the Galgalim, the celestial spheres. The only way it's perfect is through Emunah. Gam Shama. Gam Shema. Shematinu Gabay Galgalim. Shaykar Alechatami Maharam Lemizrach. We also find... That with regard to the celestial spheres, that the essential halichatam, the essential way that they go, they, they behave, is from um, west to east. That's their movement. The diurnal band restrains them from going east to west, meaning it keeps them on this trajectory from west to east. And we see this by Tzedakah as well. Just like by the celestial field, we see the Mizrach What is East? This is the one who gives Tzedakah. Rabbeinu proved this from Yeshaya. Look how, look how amazing what Rabbeinu, what Rabbeinu does. Something awesome how he brings these Pesukim. From the East, I will bring your seed. And what is seed? It explains in Yehoshaya. So for yourselves, charity. So we see here that the East represents the seed, as we see, that one brings the seed from the east. And what's a seed? It's a reference to tzedakah. Plant seeds of tzedakah. So we see these seeds 
come from the east. These seeds represent tzedakah. So tzedakah, which is given, um, comes from the east. The giving of tzedakah is the aspect of the east. Umarab, and the way is This is the one who collects the tzedakah, who receives. Meaning the poor person. As it explains, it says, and from the west, I'll gather you in. This is a reference to the redemption, I believe. Um, look what the Midrash in Ruth explained. That more than what the Balabait, more than what the person giving it like does to the poor person, actually the poor person is doing a greater act than the one who's giving. For the main movement comes from the west to the east, meaning the west is the one who receives then to the east. Meaning the essential action is that which Hani Osei Balabait, the poor person is doing with the balabait so we have it all wrong we think that the main action is that the balabait is doing it but no the ani is actually doing it because the main way that the gargarim move from um from um west to east same is true of tzedakah that the west represents the receiver and then it's the that's the main action that the action is going from the receiver to the giver but now rabbeinu explains that there's no the the main way that emunah is fulfilled, emunah cannot sustain itself except through the aspect of the brit. Bifrinot, as it says in Tehillim, and my covenant shall remain faithful to him. Meaning, the brit is the concept of emunah. This is why it's, um, it says with regard to the Shabbat Kodesh that there's this idea of the brit. Why? It says, in Shemot Brit Olam Beni Uven Beni Israel, with regard to the Shabbat, Hashem said that this is a, an eternal covenant between me and Am Israel. That the Shabbat is also a covenant. So we see faith is a covenant, Shabbat is a covenant. Vezeo, and this is what it says in Yeremiah, If not for my Brit, if not for my covenant, the laws of the heaven, of the laws of the days and night, of the heavens and earth would never stand. Meaning the Brit is what keeps everything alive. Because the laws of heavens and the earth, which means what? The Galgalim, the celestial spheres. Meaning all the celestial spheres, they operate all because of the Brit, because the Brit keeps faith alive. And the faith is what allows the celestial spheres to move. Now is going to explain something in practicality. Know that the suffering that a person endures while traveling has caused by the celestial, celestial spheres. For there's nothing down here and below that doesn't have a star up above. Meaning everything down here has, a, has an imprint up there. There are stars that make grow sort of plants and shrubs in whichever place in which these stars shine. Meaning these stars shine in a certain place and enable that place to be able to grow these shrubs. And they also oblige sometimes that there be roads in the place in which these kochavim shine. In which these galgalim shine. And sometimes these galgalia oblige or according to their celestial nature, 
obliged that there should be a desert in this place, which says shine. Meaning sometimes there's, uh, this shining represents this concept of that there are grasses should be grow, that there are grasses should grow, or sometimes that there's a road, or sometimes that there's a, whatever it is, the desert, the Rabbeinu brought down this example. Sometimes they oblige that there should be a sort of settlement in the place in which they shine. And according to this shining that occurs from the stars to this place, this is the way the place behaves, meaning the place behaves according to the way the star tells it to. Meaning according to the way this celestial sphere tells it to. And this is what it says in Echa. The pathways of Tzion are in mourning. With no one coming at the appointed time. What is Moed, the appointed time? This is a reference to the celestial sphere. Through which time is calculated. Because they are the ones who put into um, aspect time. They put into... Um, Manifestation time. The ways of the Reshaim are like Afila, thick darkness. Why? Because the Kochavim, the stars, the, the Mazalot, the constellations don't, um, don't shine to these Reshaim. And this is why they fall. And all of this is dependent upon the covenant. If not for my covenant, etc., the heavens and the earth will not stand. Meaning the celestial spirits cannot behave without the covenant. And with the Rashaim are obviously definitely not masters of the covenant, as we know that the covenant is specifically one with the tzaddik. So the celestial spheres don't shine to the Rashaim. And this is why they stumble. This is why the Rashaim stumble. And this is what it says All roads are considered danger. In Yerushalmi it says, Brachot. Have I ever endangered you? It says in, um, in Bamidbach. Have I ever endangered you? Meaning that the road is dependent upon guarding the covenant. And this is why um, a man has to be with his wife before he goes out on the road. In order that he doesn't fall under the category of what it says in Sefer Bereshit. That each man had perverted his flesh upon um, that each man had perverted his flesh upon his way. Meaning, what is that explaining? Rabbeinu explained because the galgalei all depend upon the brit. So, if you are with your wife before, then you are fulfilling your commandment with the brit kodesh, keeping the covenant, and with keeping the brit, then you won't have any troubles along the road when traveling. Rabbeinu explains there's two types of Britot, there's two types of covenants. There's the covenant of Abraham, and then there's the aspect of Eliezer. Abraham represents the supernal covenant. What is the supernal covenant? This is the firmament between that separates the upper waters and the lower waters. As brought down in the Zohar, I believe. And Tikkun Ezra, Tikkun Yutet also. So this Brit Ila'a, which is the concept of Avram, separates, is a firmament which separates the upper waters from the lower waters. Ben 
And this breed is in the concept of Ben Chorin, free man. Bifrinot, as it says, Ashraich Eret Shemalkech Ben Chorin. Happy are you, the land, that your king is a free man. And he produces offspring. And as it says in Bereshit, and the souls that he met, had made in Haran. This is a reference to Avraham Avinu creating souls. Because freedom is dependent upon the covenant. As it says, Because of the blood of your covenant, I set free your prisoners from the pit. Meaning the blood of the covenant is what allowed the prisoners to be freed. So we see that the Brit allows the Allows freedom. But Eliezer represents the lower Brit. As explained in Shemot, for my name is in his midst, is within him. Meaning, his name, like Hashem's name, is Keshem Rabo. Meaning, his name, not Hashem's name. The name of, we know, Matat, the angel Matat, Keshem Rabo is like the name of his master, meaning God. Meaning, there's the aspect of Hashem himself, and there's the aspect of Metat, this angel. This is Chanoch, Metat. This is Chanoch who became Metat, Bechinot. And explained the Bereshit Vayachek et Chanichav, that with regard to Abraham Avinu, it says, and he trained his servants, Vayachek et Chanichav, and he called out to his trained servants. Vayachek et Chanichav, and he called out to his trained servants. Obviously, Eliezer has a trained servant. This idea of Chanoch La Na'ach. What is Chanichav? Chanoch La Na'ach. Educate the young one. Bechinot, and it says in Kohelet, Ilach, Eret Shemarkech Na'ach. Woe to you, land, who, when your king is a youth. Ve'utachat Briti La'ach. Meaning, this is reference all to the lower covenant, which is under the supernal covenant, Bechinot, as it explains in Bereshit, Simnaya Zechat Achat Echi, Avram Avinu Tad Eliezer. Place now your hand under my thigh. Meaning, the hand of Eliezer, who represents the lower Brit, is placed under the, the Brit Kodesh of Avraham Avinu. And this is the firmament that separates between the clear waters and the solid waters, the filthy waters, between prohibition and um, permission between that which is upright and that which is improper and that which is pure and impure and this is what ex- this is the aspect of what it says educate the young one in line with his way according to his way what does it say according to specifically is a play on the words this idea that you should Teach him the Torah Shebalpe, the oral Torah. The upper Brit represents the guarding of the covenant. And the lower Brit represents this concept of guarding prohibition and that which is permitted, etc. A person must have both of these concepts of the Brit. Meaning he should be a tzaddik and a, a lamdan, a studious person. for an Amaaret, an ignorant person, cannot be someone who's righteous. Chassid, uh, a righteous, a chassid, a righteous individual, a pious individual. Why? For the tzaddik connotes this idea of guarding the breed. For the tzaddik is only called a tzaddik because he guards the breed that is brought down in the Zohar. 
And a lamdan, why does he need to be a tzaddik and a lamdan? Because a lamdan, a, st- a, study, a person who studies, a person who has wisdom, is through his knowledge in that which is prohibited, that which is permitted, etc., etc. And this is what it says, If your Rav, if this teacher is similar to an angel of Hashem, then you should seek Torah from his mouth, etc. As it brought down in Moed Katan. If not, etc., etc. Meaning that your Tzadik, your Rav, should be like a, that your person should, that your uh, that you should be a tzaddik and a lamdan. We're going to see how. lamdan. Angel represents lamdan. This studying, this person who studies bechinot matat kanal, representing matat. The lamdan, the person who studies, is the aspect of matat. This angel, tzvaot. When it says Hashem tzvaot, Hashem, the master of the legions, tzvaot ot hu batzavadile. What did Tzvakot to play on this phrase? Othu Batsavadile. Othu, he is a sign. Batsavadile in his army. Meaning, what? what is a sign? The sign is a reference to the Brit because we know the Brit is a Brit is an Ot. The Brit is a sign as we saw. So Tzvakot. What is this idea? We have Tzvah, the army, and then Ot, which is a sign. A sign in his army, in Hashem's army. Berinot Tzadik Ot Brit. As we see, the tzaddik or the, the tzaddik is the sign of the covenant, meaning you need to have the ot, the sign which is the covenant, which is the tzaddik, and you need to be the malach, which is the lamdan. And any single time that the tzaddik is mentioned, which represents the upper brit, the lower brit is also encompassed within him. Because the lower one is always encompassed within the bigger one. As it explains in the aspect of Yadecha, your hand under my thigh, meaning the the thigh of Avraham Avinu representing his Brit Kodesh, always has within it, encompassed within it, the lower aspect, which is the aspect of Eliezer, the lower Brit. And one who is in the aspect of this covenant, then it says in Idra Parashat Naso, in the Idra Raba, that one who has this aspect of the covenant with him, who possesses this concept, then chesed, loving kindness, is revealed at the mouth of the male organ, at the crown of the organ. It says in Le'olam, I will forever preserve my chesed for him. And my covenant shall remain faithful to him. Meaning the chesed is revealed at the covenant. This is why the trade of chesed, kindness, was given to Abraham. Because he was the head of all believers. He was the first one to believe. And he was the first one to be circumcised. So we see Abraham has this aspect of emunah, the tzaddik. And with this concept of the breed, because Abraham represented the upper breed, he too had chesed. Because one who represents the concept of the upper wheat has chesed that's revealed at the mouth or at the crown of the organ, as we talked about it, brought down in the Zohar and Idra Rabbah. And with this chesed, this kindness is revealed. Meaning what? What's this kindness? This ahava, this love, this ishtokekut, this yearning. That's what chesed is. As it explained in Shirashim, ki cholat ahava ani, I'm lovesick. As I was saying in Fashot. 
Meaning, what's this idea of lovesick? It's the idea of yearning. Acholat ahava ani. This aspect of love, as we see. Chesed is this aspect of love. Then what happens when this person has this concept of yearning and love? Then what? Azai hu nefashot. Then he makes souls. As we saw with Abraham, Berkinot, Ve'et ha-nefesh sharasu And the souls that they had made, etc. in Haran. It says about Abraham and Sarah that they made souls in Haran. Simply, this is put as convert, but here Rabban was explaining the soul behind what the souls they created were. We're going to see it right now. What was he doing? What was Abraham doing? He was creating vowel points to the letters in the Torah. Because letters without vowel points, is like a body without a soul. Because the letter cannot function. There's no movement. There's no function without the soul. And the same is true of the body. So the letters cannot function without the vowel points under it. The same applies to the combining and the uniting of these letters to the 231 gates. As brought down in the Gemara. No, my bad. No. Um, I believe this is brought down in Sefer Yetzirah. And Sefer Emek Amelech. Shacharishon. In chapters 4 and 5, apparently. But nonetheless, the combining of these letters... Um, to the 231 gates, this is the same. The same is true that they cannot function um, unless they are created with this fun- unless they are combined to these nekudot. They don't have any strength except by means of according to except by according to the nekudot that they have. Rabenu explains what are these vowel points. This represents the love and the kisufin that we're talking about. These yearnings. These longings. Nekudot points. Hakasif of silver. What is Hakasif? The Kisufin. Kasif is playing the words Kisufin. Longing. Meaning the Nekudot, the vowel points, are the Kasif or the Kisufin are these longings. The Kisufin and Nefesh and these longings are the soul. They represent the soul. My soul longs and pines for you. It explains that David Amalek writes in Tainim. Meaning what? The soul is the aspect of yearning. And according to how much one is yearning has, same is true of how many nekudot he has created in a sense. If he yearns for bad, he creates bad bowel points. And then the letters combine and unite to do bad actions, God forbid, if a person yearns for bad. But if a person yearns to return to Hashem. He creates good vowel points. Meaning good souls. And then the letters move. And they unite. In order to do good works. Necklaces of gold will make for you. We will make necklaces of gold for you. What does that mean? The arousal for union is from the north side. And we also know that from the north, gold emerges. So we see that the union happens in the north, and north is also the place where gold comes. This is what it says in Eyov. 
necklaces of gold we will make for you. Meaning what the arousal and unification and combining of these letters of the Torah to be able to make some sort of action that we need. This is only possible through the vowel points of the silver, which is what? The kisufin, the yearnings that we have. You see, Torah Zahav. Torah comes from the word Torah. This idea of the Torah. The Torah. Um, these letters of the Torah can only act according to the Nekudot that are under them. That these letters of the Torah have no movement except by means of these vowel points. And these vowel points are only created through Kisufin. So you see it's all done through yearning and longing. And this is what it says. If your Rav is similar to this angel of Hashem, then you should seek Torah from his mouth, etc., etc. As it says over there. Then if your Rav is compared to this Malach Hashem Tfakot, meaning he has the Brit Ila'ah and the Brit Ata'ah, then it's certain that Chesed and Ahava are revealed to him. And he has yearning that is in Revelation. Because what is yearning? These are the, the vowel points. Azai. And then when you have these vowel points, Torah, then you shall seek Torah from his mouth. What is Torah? Torah Zahav, as we saw earlier. So when the Chesed is revealed, then you have Torah, seek Torah from his mouth. Torah, obviously, you're playing the words Torah Zahav. Then the letters of the Torah itself request that the Tzaddik speak them. In order that these uh, letters of Torah should have uh, souls and vowel points, because we said the vowel point is like the soul to the body. It's not enough to have yearning just in the heart. You have to express your yearnings with your lips. And this is why the order of prayers was established. Because through the yearnings of the heart, one creates the outpoint and the soul in reality. No, my bad, in um, potential. Meaning, through the yearning of the heart, one creates these nekudot just in the potential stage. But when you, when you express your yearning with your mouth, then the soul is actualized. For the soul can only come forth when it comes from the, uh, through the mouth. That the mouth is what allows the soul to emerge. My soul came forth when he spoke. What did that mean? The soul comes forth when there's the speaking occurring. And this is why the Torah you shall seek from his mouth, it's specifically from his mouth, meaning the Torah, which is the letter of the Torah, um, which are yearning for these souls, have to be emerged through the lips, meaning that these yearnings that you have, to do tshuva, etc., for good acts, should be emer- ex- expressed with your lips, with your mouth. And this is why Rabbeinu explained, it's in Bereshit, that it, 
when Hashem created Adam, it says, and it was for man, the nefesh chaya, and it was that man was a living soul. Man became a living soul. What is the unkelus right there? What is a living soul? Le'ruach memala, a speaking spirit. So we see that the soul is the aspect of speech. Ki ikara nefesh because the essence of the soul comes from speech, as we see here. So Bezalat Hashem, that's it. Where we're going to stop for today, and God willing, we're going to continue the lesson starting from section 8 next time. Bezalat Hashem.